Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back everybody to another episode, an early morning episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Deu. And I'm interviewing the gorgeous Anna Russell, who is sitting in New Zealand, which is 9 p.m. So before we get into this podcast episode and interview while we're both sitting in our pajamas, it's so funny, that I have a couple announcements before to remind you that I am moving down to two episodes instead of three on a weekly basis. Um, I've acquired some new responsibilities that will require my attention and I don't want to stop the podcast because I absolutely love this podcast. I have so many amazing um, guests coming in and but I just had to shift it so that I didn't lose my mind and burn out in the process. So we got two episodes every week. Um, We'll do one interview and one a coaching episode and then this is also going to be linked to a new podcast YouTube channel so all you have to do is search Secrets in the Saddle podcast and all, everything new moving forward is going to be there and I'll slowly be migrating the old episodes back there but they're on my other coaching pod, uh, episode um my other coaching YouTube channels. So those two announcements, just to remind you that when you don't get an episode uh, it, on a Wednesday, it's not that it's not happening. It's just Monday and uh, Fridays that they'll be going out. So let's get into it. Anna Russell is, like I said, she's in New Zealand. She's an event organizer, just like myself. And the funny thing is that... Um, <laughs> Usually when we get into these episodes, um, when a host and an interviewee gets online, we sit there and we chat for a while. So the funny thing is I'm going to keep all the chatter in this episode with Anna because it's really good content. And honestly, I was so tired um, because it was 5 a.m. and she was tired because it was 9 p.m. And um, so... I'm going to keep the full conversation and um, the unfortunate thing for you guys is that, yeah, because we're both sitting in our pajamas, you are not going to see us on video. So, but I have populated the YouTube channel with a bunch of uh, photos of Anna. Uh, She's an amazing event organizer, commentator for Swift. So this is a good reason why I had her on here. Uh, she's a friend of Nathan Guerrera of Z uh, 
live uh, community live so swift community live so if you're a swifter and a racer you'll know of him and anna so that's why i asked for a referral and he referred her and that's where we got her on the podcast so super excited to talk about all things cycling in Swift. So Swiftland, because we're all going to be migrating there shortly in the next couple months as the winter comes back to Canada. And uh, yeah, so super excited. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And don't forget about those announcements. All right, take care. And we'll see you on the next one. Especially for this in this time of the morning. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, how early is it for you? Five. Jeez, you look great for five in the morning. <laughs> I'd be like still in my PJs and my hair well, would be uh, I'm still in my PJs. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good. Oh, geez. You do not look like it's five in the morning. Well, I figured if so, I won't be talking too loud because I am in the basement. But uh, <coughs> but um, yeah, still, I tend to be quite loud. Huh, cool. Nice. Do you have family upstairs? Yeah, everybody's sleeping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like I figured we'd probably both be in our PJs at this point I actually am and I'm I'm in my PJs under my big huge winter jacket well it's cold yeah it's freezing well like not Canadian cold but like (laughs) um, you're Canadian right yeah yeah um yeah not that cold but it's cold for me oh yeah it's your your winter there and you're in New Zealand. Yeah, so I'm in the basement too. All my kids are asleep, but at nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> same deal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I swear to God that I would never, like I try and do all my interviews, you know, during the day. And yeah. I, I did a couple at night. I'm like, there's no way I could do it. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know doing like commentary, some commentary I do at like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh my God, oh, my yeah, so Because <laughs> that, that's really what I want to talk about a lot of is like your story on how you got into cycling. And I noticed that you train adventure racers. Yeah, yeah. So people, and I know when you were talking to Nathan, you said you're doing some adventure racing. Is that right? I started adventure racing 20 years ago. Yeah, cool. So I've started coaching people who do like coast to coast. I don't know if you know the New Zealand one. So it's sort of like, um, well, there's a race. coast to coast here. Well, in Michigan. Okay. So this one's like, uh, in the South Island and you race across like a, you run across a mountain pass and then kayak through a gorge and then cycle a bit. And yeah, it's a, a two day kind of multi-sport event. Okay. So it's, it's like a, a 36 or like a 48 hour kind of. Yeah. It's kind of more like a, so some people do what's called God zone, which is like inflatable rafts and all of that stuff. And this one's more of like a, I guess you'd call it like multi-sport adventure racing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, I'm, I haven't, I don't adventure race anymore. Yeah. Like we did um, like I used, I raced into the state, like in the States 
and uh, my husband was a big adventure racer. He he went over to like Switzerland and Ireland, and he raced wow. over there. But we did like six days, eight okay. days, yeah, eight day races. Yeah, yeah. That that was the last one I did was in Utah. It was a ten day race. Do you it see any snakes? Huh? Any snakes? Maybe one. <laughs> okay. I think we saw one. We don't have any snakes here. So whenever I hear about like backcountry America, I'm like, oh gosh, there's so many snakes. Well, th this is like desert in July. Oh, That's man. like the mid of your summer. Jeez. Like, you couldn't even move. It was so hot. It was, yeah. it was insane. I remember that race so vividly compared to some others. Like it was just oh, epic, like from start to finished those but and then I'm like I'm done <laughs> <laughs> do you still do the um like the is it like fitness modeling like the sculpt body sculpting stuff no I uh last one I did was 2017 I did that, that stuff's pretty intense right yeah I um I did that to it was funny because I I got into, I did my first one in 2004 and it was like one of my friends who's a trainer is like, so you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And I got my like skinniest. Yeah. Like out of all my competitions, I went down to 118 pounds. Like, yeah. Like I'm 130 all the time, but um, oh, like man. chiseled. Yeah. I was just like, when I look back at that, I'm like, wow i was like so skinny it's but, really uh, restrictive right the eating because i've got a friend who's doing it at the moment and it's just it's um, so... you know it depends where you start mm. depends how good you are with your nutrition and where you start like you do have to be restrictive because it is part of the process um yeah. of of leaning down and um but then but then like nowadays there's new ways of of leaning down like you're not so rigid yeah, but okay. um but really yeah there's there's healthier ways of doing it now okay um, that's good it, it depends on who you're training with <laughs> <laughs> how competitive it gets yeah and uh yeah so i used to use those as a way to train and get lean for my cycling season all oh, right okay yeah nice. so I, I didn't really do it for that i was like okay i train all through the winter in the gym because i hated going to the gym yeah and i would i would train on my on my bike and so i would compete in like april or may so that's the beginning of our season and yeah. then and then i would just go right into race season so i was leaner i was stronger like you know i was like this works so i did that for many <laughs> wow. years i just <laughs> oh my god yeah cycling's a, a different beast with the whole weight thing isn't it yeah well you do yeah i mean like you don't want to get too um too skinny and like lose a lot of your muscle. like that's the whole point right trying to put muscle on during the winter and get stronger over the winter yeah you have a strong so you you build a little bit every year um yeah it was it was fun while it lasted and i'm like okay 
<laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then, and then I hung up my bike for a couple of years to see how I could really go like yeah. you in my competitions. And, um, and so I made it to national stage twice for bikini and figure. So that's two different physiques. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah. And then I, I had my worst competition was my last one. Yeah. I was just not on par. Like yeah. you have to be, you have to be really, it, that is a, really like a timing thing. Okay. Like for, for being lean and, um, uh, just the right nutrition, the right water, like to, so that mm, everything yeah. comes together on stage day. And if, and if you are off and it happens to be that, you know, you're bloated and everything on stage, it happens, right? Like, uh, when you're, yeah. Anyways, okay, so we're not even <laughs> wake up here. Nice. Okay, wake. <laughs> I know. Okay. All right. So yeah. So what I would love to talk about is I'm going to ask you like how you got into cycling, and then how we how you how it led you to um, being an event. Oh, you're an event organizer too. So am I. Uh, cool. Just like, on on Zwift, not in real life. Oh well, that's even. <laughs> I think more challenging. I don't know. Maybe well, let's talk about that. Cool. Um, and being a commentator, a producer, a team manager. Oh, that's for Team Riot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Aeonian. Nice, cool. Um, I. Carla. Yes, Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh my um, God! Like she's awesome. Hands down to you, girls, for that. That world is like. Oh, wow. she's great. Yeah, we worked on one of the race series together. It was really cool. They were really good. I like Carla. Yeah, she's really on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, commentating with uh, Nathan and your mom, and you're a trap, an Ironman uh, athlete. So let's just we see where it goes. Yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Um, so I'll just open it up. I'll just do a little intro here, and then um, we'll just I'll just ask you how you got into cycling, and Sweet. then and then we'll go from there. Go. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host Sylvie Doe sitting here in. Chelsea, Quebec, Canada, and I have the amazing Anna Russell, who is sitting in New Zealand. So you guys, you can imagine that trying to put this episode together or this interview, both of us are <laughs> are sitting in our pajamas. <laughs> this is like five in the morning for me and nine at night for her. And no, you're not going to see this on YouTube video because <laughs> this is be recorded for the, you're not going to see us yeah you're not going to see us physically unfortunately just because well my eyes are still half open but <laughs> but we're going to get this done for you guys because um anna was uh referred to uh to me for the podcast from nathan guerrera and I just like, we just had to make this work. I didn't realize she was in New Zealand and her probably that I was in Canada, but 
anyways, this is the lovely part about being online and on Zoom that we could do this. So I am super, super excited to have her because when I was reading her bio, we have a lot of things in common and uh, she's a mom of three. So Anna Russell, she's, a, she's an event organizer. I'm an event organizer. She's a commentator. I'm not a commentator. Producer, uh, she is the team manager for Team Riot on Swift. So if you're a female and you're into racing on Swift, you might recognize that team name, or maybe you saw seen them riding around virtually. Uh, she's a racer on, on, for the online platform Swift. She um, she's also a previously raced professionally in Ironman athletes uh, triathlons. See, <laughs> the there we go. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, and she's a mom of three. And also in her bio here, she says that she um, trains adventure racers. So I used to be an adventure racer. So Anna, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to really dive in and talk about all these things that we have in common. Hello, Sylvie. And I have to say that, like I said to you before we went live, you look amazing for five in the morning. Come on. I'm like, oh man, I, I've got, you know, like a semblance of makeup and I look at you, I'm like, man, if I look like that at five in the morning, it would be a dream. What are you talking about? Well, squinty, I'm like, and, and I woke up at four, of course, cause like, you know, you're like, and then the mind keeps racing. I'm like, Sylvie, go back to sleep for about half an hour. And then I'm like, well, maybe I could get up and put some makeup on. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I did dye my hair last night for you, Anna. Can you see Oh, that? that could be it. That does look <laughs> That's very why it nice. Looks so yep. bad. <laughs> and I've had a horrific haircut that I, I got my boys a quick haircut before school starts. And I was like, I'll just give me 10 minutes. Can you just quickly cut my hair? And it's all jagged and the wrong uh, length. So, oh yeah, no, there we go. And I do not go to a very uh, cheap four-year-old hairdresser. Um, to have. Oh. <laughs> that is noted. Cause I was like, I'm going to dye my hair and then I'm going to, you know, go and get my hair cut, take my daughter over there before her school starts. Oh, there but. we go. We'll definitely be going into the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would highly recommend that. But yeah, the adventure racing side of things. I mean, your adventure racing sounds very hardcore. It's the long kind of, uh, you know, six, seven day type stuff. But here in New Zealand, we have a, an adventure race that's been going on for years and years and years called Coast to Coast. And it's people racing on road bikes on a bit of road, but then doing a beautiful mountain run over um, Arthur's Pass, which is just stunning. You can actually drink from all the rivers. It's just mountain water. It's beautiful. Um, and then you do a kayak through the gorge. So I've, I've coached quite a few people for that one now, as well as Ironman athletes um, and just sort of general people getting into triathlon as well. So yeah, I've been coaching for about 12 years now which is, is really nice i really like it wow so are you so are you coaching them for the the complete course like all the disciplines or mm -hmm. is it just the cycling part so all of it so i'm actually not have you I done it this is i don't know if this is blasphemous to say i'm not really a cyclist i'm a i cycle <laughs> i cycle virtually um i'm a triathlete so i guess i was on a bike um, but I would definitely not class myself as a cyclist, but I do coach them in the cycling portion. Um, and I coach them in the running portion, my backgrounds in track um, and cross country oh, running. Okay. And then the kayaking, 
I usually will send them to a specialist for technique and then just give them sort of what they need to do to get their endurance up. It's about a five to six hour kayak. So it's long. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was telling Anna, my last adventure race that I did was in 2006. It was in Utah in July. So if anybody knows about, you know, the weather patterns here in, in the United States that you don't want to be in the desert in July. <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> And it was a yeah. 10 day, 10 day race. And it was the most epic race I've ever been on. And after that, I just, I just retired. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of out now. Like, forget this. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I mean, that's, that's next level. That kind of sounds like bad water kind of ultra running territory in my opinion. And I, can yeah. see, I mean, that's going to demolish your body, right? A few times doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, I can see why you'd, you'd exit that, that one pretty quick. Yeah. Speaking of kayaking, I, you know, there's one race that I did and it was at least 10 hours. Oh. It was in Newfoundland through a gorge. Wow. And okay. And, okay and so have you, have you kayaked? Do you kayak? Uh, I wouldn't say I, ki I have kayaked in some adventure yeah. races. Yeah. Not probably like a gorge in Newfoundland though. Well, I'm sure a gorge anywhere is like, <laughs> you just, there's nowhere to get off, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're in your kayak. So can you imagine, you know, like you having to go to the bathroom? I'm just, so. You just pee in your kayak, right? Yeah. I just yeah. pee in your kayak, in your wetsuit, in your kayak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my and my teammates who are guys, like so there's I don't know about your disciplines, but you always have to have one female or one male. So there's, you know, there can be a yeah. mix. And so the guys are just peeing over the side, right? And I'm less yeah. like and I'm just like paddling. He's like, How how can you go be, be going so fast, Sylvia? I'm like, I just want to get out of this fucking kayak. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my urine for like 10 hours. I'm like, oh. I'm <laughs> See, like, have you, have you done Ironman racing before? Cause you always no. pee on the bike. You always pee on the bike when you're doing Ironman. So it's just like peeing in the okay. kayak would be nothing. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever urinate on the bike. Like let myself do that, you know, cause you oh, have to be. Yeah. Ironman racing. Really? You've got to do. Yeah. If you want to like win, it's kind of what you got to do. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. But you're also not in a you're not in a pack, right? So you're just alone. It's non-drafting. It's like a time trial. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to sort of you know inadvertently spray <laughs> someone else. So you'll be okay. Yes. You're sort of just on your own. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's not like you're yeah. It's not like you're the Tour de France and like no, no exactly. off to the side. All right, yeah. and so before <laughs> we're getting right into it, but yeah, let's backtrack and how did you get into cycling? And everybody, what we're going to be really talking about is the whole online virtual swifting part that Anna does, which I just got into in the last two years, and I find absolutely fascinating. Um, and just the whole racing part, because I told myself last year, I said, I want to get on a race team because I want to race. I used to race psych bikes outside and i'm like i just want to do this inside so i got onto a team and then it just opened up this whole mm. world yeah. virtual world that was just mind-blowing so anna how did you get into cycling which is obviously going to bring you through your triathlon but 
then how did it how did you find yourself in, in swift and as a commentator and that? yeah i mean it's it's a i guess it's an interesting journey i mean i started doing triathlons probably when i was about 26 so about sort of 12 years ago um and i just uh yeah i was never a cyclist like i said i have a tt bike and that's about it. Um, that was what I was training on. That's what I raced on. Um, I think I did one cycle race or maybe like a borrowed bike. Um, and it was okay. It was very male dominated, I'd have to say. So mm -hmm. what I really liked, yeah. What I really liked about triathlon, yeah, is um, all races were equal prize money. I mean, I raced professionally around the world and there was so much, you know, equality in triathlon for women and men. And I, I didn't mm -hmm. really see the same in cycling. I, I kind of, from an outsider looking in, I don't know what it's like in the States or Canada, but in New Zealand, it seemed very steeped in tradition, which is, is good. Um, but I don't think all fares so well for women. I mean, how long has it been since we've had a Tour de France femme, right? We've got one starting mm. in a few days. I know we had yeah. one in like 1984, but that's a, a long time between drinks, right? So um, I kind of, yeah, I, I don't really get into cycling. I love to triathlon. I love running. So that was really great. But then decided to have a family. Um, and sort of when I was pregnant with my second son, my husband was like, you know, like, let's get a treadmill at home so I can, you know, keep up the running while he's sleeping. And then he's like, you should try Zwift running. And he'd been on Zwift right from the beta, right from the beginning. And oh, so I wow. got on to, yeah, I got onto Zwift run and it was quite fun to do workouts, but all I saw around me was these cyclists going back and <laughs> forth. I was like, this is cool. What is this? So I ended up getting a trainer and jumping on. This was probably like 2019 and like boom hooked. Like the first ride I did was a group ride with Swedish Swifters. And there was like this female leader and it wasn't a female ride. She was just there and she was so supportive um, and awesome. And I got off, I was like, this is like, the best thing ever because I couldn't race around the world anymore. I have a young family at home. Mm -hmm. um, I, it can be really isolating being a mom, like especially with really young kids, like just um, really isolating, you know, you're sort of at home, you don't see many other adults. Um, yeah. And then I found this just, it opened up a world. And I think the, the penny really dropped. We'd had a, a rough time with my son. He was in hospital a bit. And I remember I was just mm. exhausted. And I was like, I'm just going to get on the bike for like 10 minutes because I just feel terrible. I got on and again, this group ride, amazing. This mom ended up sort of private messaging me and like being really supportive. I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is where I want to be. You know, I'm on the other side of the world. We don't have like, you know, in the States, there's like gravel races, it seems, every mm. weekend, everywhere. Um, you know, I've had some training partners, you know, tragically die and on road accidents, you know, riding their bikes. Yeah. I don't really want to go out on the road. There's a lot for me or everyone to lose, you know, in that situation. So I just, yeah, I completely embraced it. And I just have a huge passion for what it does for women in cycling um, to the point that I, I mean, I have never been a cyclist, but I am thinking now I wouldn't mind doing maybe a cycle race, you know, in the real world, it would be super fun. But yeah, the, the Zwift community and the online community is, yeah, it, it's my huge passion. I love it. So let me ask you, because I've been in, I haven't done any, like jumped into any group rides per se on Swift, And I'm always wondering how does everybody keep messaging like and ride at the same time because 
<laughs> I'm so focused my hands on the handlebars, like trying to keep up. And I know you're all tethered together because we're all draft in draft mode. But yeah. how do you do it? Like, how does that, <sighs> that social part come in? I that is something I haven't been able to figure out. Like when we race, we're on Discord, so we're yeah. all talking. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, but so I think. Yeah, like the group rides, like today I was doing some of the um, Watch the Femmes rides. And I don't know, I've got a keyboard in front of me. I'll occasionally just type a little message or something. But I do find if I'm focused on it too much, I'll get dropped um, and then yeah. have to kind of chase back up. Okay. Like, I'm getting like way too on the social side of this. But yeah, I mean, our, our race teams on Discord, that's probably the, the funnest part, like, your team would do the Zwift Racing League as well. I mean, we'd be on Discord chatting. Literally, the race was just chit-chatting about everything. And mm -hmm. then we'd be like, oh, we should probably, like, you know, go for this. Let's go, you know, get these points. And then afterwards, I mean, after the last race, I think we were on the call for another hour, just chit-chatting. <laughs> and today, we're, like, messaging, being like, man, we really miss each other. We can't wait to, wait to like, get back on it. So, yeah, Discord's, Discord's the best. I mean, we've got there's me in New Zealand, another New Zealander, Irish, about three Canadians and three Americans. So, I mean, it's oh. a cosmopolitan team, which is great. Yeah, no, I I love that because like I joined uh, the Aeonian team and um, <clears throat> I was surprised at how like the whole process of getting onto a team because you are vetted, right? Like you're interviewed yeah. and <laughs> I was just like, wow, because you can't yeah. just, well, I'm, I'm assuming like, some teams I'm sure you could just jump on and, yeah, you know, yeah. just do whatever. But this was extremely organized, which I love. I'm like, I just, you know, just tell me what to do. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here to learn. And, um, and uh, yeah, having Discord on there and like a lot of us. So my teammates are all UK based. Yeah. So all five hours ahead. And then we started, she started developing or finding uh, an American or Canadian East Coast. Yeah, nice. <laughs> overall on the same time zone. <laughs> and which makes it easier because then we're, you know, racing all at 7 p.m., which I prefer almost in the afternoon now. Because uh, like seven finishes off at nine, you know, like yeah, yeah. 7 30, and you're just like, and then you're trying to go to bed. <laughs> yeah have you done a late race i remember i did a race how here. late like 7 30 is my latest oh this race started at 10 o'clock my time at night oh. and i was finished <laughs> at like midnight it was i mean it was a fun series but wow i had to sort of sink some caffeine later in the day to stay up for that one it or nap nap a couple yeah. times over i'm like don't oh. wake up don't oh naps yeah no way with the uh the kiddos wouldn't <laughs> let me do that but man it's um you just ride. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Is like, I ride mostly when they're asleep. So I'll be riding anytime mm -hmm. after sort of 7.30 at night or anytime before six in the morning. Um, and you can jump on and race, right? You can't really race at those times in the real world, right? No, that's true. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I can't believe you're up earlier. But however, I was trying to get some training in at five and a couple yeah. times it worked like it has to, everything has to be perfectly set up mm -hmm. for me to come down <laughs> jump in my shorts get on my bike get everything started and it worked you know I got in a good you know hour and a half 
Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I prefer nighttime because then you know, like, because what I don't want to do is get up in the morning, you know, do something really hard from like five till 7.30 and then, I don't know, one of the kids gets sick or something and then you're already exhausted. Then you're trying to like, you know, function. It's like, oh, this this isn't going to work. So nighttime is the best. I've definitely found that. It's good. Well, how old are your kids? Uh, they are five, three and 10 months. Ooh, got a young one. I have, well, yeah. mine are older. I have, well, I have a 19 year old, but she's not with me. She's with her dad and a 10 and 11 year old. So they're very self-sufficient now. Oh, tell me they get to that phase. I'm sort of No, no, no. You have to right in the trenches, right? You have to create the self, start giving them the the five-year-olds, start giving them little tasks. Let them, tell them, like, explain everything that you're doing so they understand. And then you know, like breakfast, okay. get them independent. Yeah. And then once they start going to school, I mean, later on, you know, making their lunch and breakfast is a big one. So okay, yeah. you're not sitting there waiting for you. Like, well, there's the fridge. I know. Yeah. I mean, I've cereal. set a, <laughs> I've set this like sun clock thing for them tonight. And I'm like, when the sun comes up at 6.15, you can come and wake mommy. Do oh, not come oh, in at five one. in the morning. Do not come uh-huh. in at five in the morning. Yeah. Although like it's it. hard to say no when they come in and they're like, Mom, come watch the Tour de France. I'm like, okay, let's go watch the Tour oh. de France then. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good one. But yeah, yeah my, I used to say, don't wake mommy up unless as the door is closed. You just, like, <laughs> yeah, let her sleep. In. And she would exactly. wake me by the door. Oh, that's so cute. That's so good. Okay. And then I got to sleep. So it's all good. Nice. Okay. And, and our kids now, I mean, it's been our kids. Okay. They're like 10, 11, and they're always up at six in the morning. Yeah. Always. Doesn't matter. Saturday, Sunday, up at six. Yeah. They're downstairs. Like they get their breakfast, they sit and watch the tube or something. And, and we roll out of bed. Well, everybody, but it's just amazing how they're they haven't started sleeping in. Cause I really don't want to have to deal with that. Maybe this will go on. <laughs> I mean, getting Never. up early is kind of okay. Right. I mean, are they, yeah, I think it's good. You know, it's sort of, I get up early. I don't know. I don't want to waste much of the day. I want to see. I'm like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. But so let's talk about how, um, how you got so you found swift and then how it how you got into being an event or well okay i guess let's back it you you found swift and then you when did you decide to put together a team which i imagine would have led to the event organizing and then becoming a commentator yeah, I mean, that's it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the fun part, I reckon. It's uh, so I guess what happened was <clears throat> like everyone, we hit the pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. yeah, I um contract a triathlon New Zealand. So we hit the pandemic. We'd kind of been dabbling a little bit in like what could esport do for triathlon in the winter months because it's a really summer-based sport and the community kind of doesn't come together that much in the winter. So we'd mm-hmm. kind of been dabbling in a little bit of esport. Then the pandemic hit and I'd been doing some streaming <laughs> of my own racing. And I was like, actually, instead of streaming my racing, why don't I just run some events and stream them live and commentate them? So within a day, I'd kind of set this up 
with the CEO of Try and Z, who was great. It was like, oh, just do it. It'll be good to try. Um, yeah. What else can we do, everyone? You know, all of our Olympic athletes had to come home, you know, so there were people who had to keep training. So we ended up having this event series. Each event probably had about seven to 800 New Zealanders on it, which was wow. massive. And then at probably like about 7,000 people across the country were watching each stream. It went on the national news like three times. Um, so it was like, boom, insane. And I was like, this is great. Um, it was awesome. Just the feedback I was getting from people who, you know, again, like isolated at home, didn't have that connection, mm -hmm. could come on and just have this awesome racing. So we just did our third year of that series. So it's a six week series. Um, and then from that, I saw that Martin from WTRL was organizing the Zwift Racing League. So I just cold messaged Nathan and was like, hi, if you need a co-commentator, I'd be super keen. Um, <laughs> he said, actually, yeah, that would be great. And uh, oh, Nathan yeah. and I gel super well. Like we're both really enthusiastic. Oh my God, he's so fun. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And we both have a huge passion for it. So we talk a lot when we're commentating together so it's been amazing and then yeah I just started doing the ZRL stuff so I was doing sort of a Tuesday night I'd go to bed at like 11 sleep on the couch wake up at about 4 30 and do the morning commentary and oh, yeah it was um <laughs> yeah I went all in and yeah now I do some commentary and production work for Australia Cycling as well so just wrapped up their elite series last night um yeah so it's been a a blast um do some of the production for the asia pacific region for nathan i know he mentioned that on your podcast so he doesn't have to get up at three in the morning anymore um i can kind of step in and <laughs> but he's, and he's happy that. about that contracted out <laughs> oh, yeah exactly right um yeah so it's just kind of grown from there as far as the race team goes that's kind of totally separate from all of this side of things so the race team riot man, when did that, that started maybe like two years ago. And it was just a bunch of us being at the time, the premier league, which I raced for, for Saris, um, no pins, the women's prem team, the time okay. zone. Yeah. The time zone just didn't really work for the Canadians and the New Zealanders. Like it was sort of, it was a really odd time. So we just couldn't do it. Um, so we're like, oh, let's just start a sort of offshoot. And now riot is, I think the most winning team in the community and, we just honestly have such a blast together. It's just the best team. So do you take in, do you take applications for your team as well? No. Like, we're or just, do you just have a, a core team? No, we just got the, the eight girls and that's us. If one leaves, they'll usually have a friend who might want to come or, but no, we definitely, we have a lot of interest, but we just, that's yeah, us. Yeah. Eight is good. Yeah. I know with... <laughs> With Aeonian, I think there's like 90. Yeah, I couldn't manage that. That's like a full-time job. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's like, there's teams in A to D, and then there's teams within D. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and um, and then there's the, the European teams and the North American teams. I'm like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> but I know like, uh, oh, I am. So over the winter, I race for NZ Bro, which is like the New Zealand team. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same. There's like 350 members and there's like a Discord text channel, which is, I mean, if I look now, there's probably like 
30 oh my messages. God. Yeah, it's like, it's insane. So, but that's a fun team. And then Sarah Snowpins, that's a premier team. So you kind of, you make it onto the team after you've done like certain power numbers and, oh, okay. you know, it's, it's very much like performance based, I guess, to get yeah, onto that, I would imagine. that kind of team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're going to be in the Premier League, you got to be putting out some big numbers for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I mean, it's a great goal. I remember sort of being pregnant with my third and looking at Liz Van Helding, who's on our team, her power profile. I was like, okay, that's the goal. <laughs> I'm going to get as close to that as I can. So it's been fun. It gets you fit and it keeps you motivated, which is what you need, right? Well, that's what I'm finding and what I'm thinking now, like as I'm, I'm riding and training outside, you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a bit of indoor training on the schedule as well for more, more set in, you know, like, well, you're going out, you're going to do go do hill repeats or intervals somewhere or speed work. And I'm like, God, wouldn't it just be better? to just do it yeah. inside because it's very structured. You don't have to worry about the weather. You don't have to worry yeah. about the road and, um, and you can just get it done. Yeah. In like 30 yeah. to 40 minutes. I mean, it's very controlled, right? So with all my athletes, I'll have them do indoor training during the week, just cause it's easy when you're working, right? So you work, right. you jump home, but you get home, you just jump on the trainer. Like you don't have to yeah. go riding in the dark. And then in the weekend is when they get outside, right? Because yeah. it's they can just pick when they go. But I think it's, from what I've seen, I just had a couple of athletes do FTP tests tonight, actually. And they had good results from them. And I think the indoor training for sure has a place with that controlled environment, especially on a smart trainer as a coach. Yeah. I mean, you'd know you lock in what their power needs yeah. to be. And they don't have a choice. That's the power that <laughs> they have to hit. So it's... Yeah. um from a coaching point of view, I like it. It keeps it, it a very controlled way and very, very efficient. Yeah. And you can't just, you know, leave after X number of <laughs> intervals. Oh, I don't think I'll do my five. I'll just do four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All in a and day. Like, You're like, exactly. No. <laughs> you got to finish yeah. the whole segment. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Get that tick, right? So you do not, tr um, oh, you say, so you're, you are, uh, completely retired from the Ironman world now? Um, I mean, I qualified for the world champs, which was supposed to be like two years ago, but didn't happen. <laughs> and now yeah. they're in two years. So they delayed it. So it's kind of oh. meant, <laughs> it's meant that I've kind of had to stick with the swimming a bit. Swimming's probably the one I don't like the most because of the early starts and it's cold. And, but mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I'm not, I don't race professionally in it, but I still like it. I've still got a lot of love for the sport and I like the community. So I get out there mm -hmm. as much as I can. Um, but, you know, it's a bit tricky sometimes when the kids are quite little, you know, it's a whole weekend away, but yeah. once they're a bit bigger, I want to get us all involved in it again. Need help creating the online business you've been dreaming about? Well, it's a good thing you're here because that's exactly what we're going to help you with. Hi, I'm Sarah Jansel, a friend and colleague of Sylvie's. I have over 20 years helping build and grow businesses, and today I help people do that on Shopify. 
If you want to build an online store, redesign one you have, set up email marketing, or just need some coaching or custom work, we can help you with that. Our goal is to help you sell more of the amazing products and services that you want to share with the world. I believe the world would be a better place if more people could build awesome businesses they love. So to help you get started with yours today, you're going to save $150 off a new store or a redesigned store. It's available for a limited time only. And all you have to do to take advantage of this is pop over to www.janselandco.com slash services. That's J-A-N-S-E-L-A-N-D.co slash services. And let us know you heard this amazing podcast to get your quote and $150 off today. Oh, yeah. So I find um, and maybe, you know, what you just said that, you know, things have been postponed so much. And I see this in a lot of my friends who are like, yeah, I have to use this. I have to go and, you know, you know, compete somewhere, but I just don't feel like it anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that drive yeah. has just kind of died, you know, over yeah. two years trying to keep up your fitness yeah. to go and compete. And now like there's just. And it, when it kept on being pushed and pushed and now they're just like, Ugh, I don't even care about, it. you know, yeah. like- I mean, I'd say, I don't know how you found it. I found being a coach during the pandemic, very challenging to keep people motivated because we all train for a goal, like, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of, I'm very much sort of of the belief you need to keep this process orientated rather than goal orientated. So, you know, the yeah. processes, you're fit, you're healthy, you're, you know, finding out more about yourself, you're becoming a better person along the way. And I think it, it kind of forced that a bit more because the, the goal wasn't there anymore. So it made people yeah. question, why am I doing this? And, you know, it was some challenging talks with athletes during that time to say, well, you know, there is a reason you're doing this outside of just that event. You know, right. I remember one of our Olympians who's won like so many gold medals in the kayaking. She was interviewed before the, um, Tokyo Olympic Games or the London. And she said, you know, they said, what are your top five goals for the Olympic Games? And she was like, well, getting a medal isn't even in the top five. Like my number one goal is to become a better person throughout the process of this. And I was like, wow, like that's it, right? Like she, she focused on becoming a better person and the positive consequence was she got a gold medal. Um, and I think when people get too wrapped up in just that hard goal, you kind mm-hmm. of, you go a bit off course a little bit. Cause sometimes that hard goal is totally out of your control. Like all these events getting canceled or you get injured or you have a bike mm-hmm. mechanical, you know? So yeah. there's gotta be more to it, right? Oh, for sure. And of course, and I always find like the, you know, post event, like, what are you gonna do? Like, who are you? Where, yeah. like, What's the next thing that is on the agenda? And sometimes like you just can't be set up your life like that. Like yeah. what's next, what's next? Oh, I've got, I'm gonna do all these things, you know, all summer and that's all I'm focused on. It's like riding, 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 you know, you're like seeing your friends or spending time with family. And it just, it's just like that year after year. It's like, when does that stop? And you actually yeah. like, enjoy life enjoy what you're doing right like you like the bike yeah and And I think yeah it's um a lot of things I talk with athletes about a couple of them is one is this is what you do but it's not who you are and I think Mm, that's where you get into problem if you 
wrap up, like you said, your whole identity with this. And then if you get injured, well, you're going to be on a slippery slope to some pretty big mental health problems because you've now wondering who you are without this, right? So yeah. you've got to have that detachment. The other thing I talk a lot about is um, the difference between winning and succeeding. So, you know, I coach athletes for Ironman racing. I mean, that takes a huge amount of training, a huge amount of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, is it better that you hit your goal time, you know, the winning part, but you cross the finish line, you've got no family around you, you don't have any friends there, you just cross the line alone, or is it about succeeding, which is maybe you didn't hit the goal time, but you've got all your friends and family there and they're supporting you and all your relationships are intact and you've still got a job, you know, like I think sometimes we get wrapped up so much in that goal, we lose everything else. Yeah. And then you get injured and then where are you by yourself? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, you know, actually I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine who, who in the day, well, okay. So maybe five, five to 10 years, he was like the national championship champ and, and all these things. And, and he's just like, you know, I'm like, cause we went, we did a gravel race, a bunch of us two weekends ago. And I was like, well, what did you think? He goes, well, I just feel, you know, like I have to perform because, um, you know, I'm, I'm this person. And I'm like, well, that's a weird way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you're, you're coming to a fun event and, and I was, and I was just thinking about it afterwards. I'm like, man, you know, like people don't even know who you are. So why are you yeah. putting all that? <laughs> Yeah, because this is a gravel world. Nobody knows who a a national champion time trialist is. You know, if you go into the cycling world and the road world, then he's someone over there. But like in all honesty, as well, though, right? Like, no one gives a shit. I know. Well, you know what I mean. I was just sort of sitting there going. (laughs) It's pretty like presumptuous of you, to, like, you know, <laughs> that people think and expect you to perform because you used to be this great athlete. I mean, there's lots of athletes that come back and, you know, like think of Lance Armstrong, you know, George Hincapie, like they just go and they, they have fun and they participate and, you know, they're not going out there to win because they used to be winners. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're just, they're going for the experience. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I kind of, thinking about it a bit weirdly yeah I think so I think <laughs> not really I think that sometimes when you I know that I have that sometimes with athletes I have to have the chat you know if they say oh what if what is everyone going to think of me if this I'm like to be honest everyone's got their own shit going on yeah. like they to be honest they don't care um the only people who care how I perform are my family and only for the prime reason to make sure that I'm healthy and safe, you know, like my mom would just worry the whole time I was on the bike course that I was going to crash. So she cares from that point of view, but whether I came first or I came a hundredth, they're just like, yay, great job. You know? So it's kind of, yeah, it's just don't get wrapped up in results. It's just a slippery slope to some bad things. Yeah. So tell us about what is going on. Um, in swift world for this year can you talk about that 
Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've got any inside intel. I know Nathan and I are launching a show, actually. Um, what? Oh, this yeah, this is this is going on, actually. I got a little bit inspired when I listened to Nathan on your podcast and then saw that you do three podcasts a week. I was like, holy shit. I um, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about I'm rethinking of that. And I'm like, I went down to two. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that I kind of thought I've always wanted to do one for years. And um, I've just never kind of figured out what to do it on. Then I said to Nathan, we should just do one on Zwift stuff. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, so we're going to, it's actually coming out this Friday. So my time, so it could be Thursday, your time. Um, we're going to launch the first one and give it a shot. But I guess that's coming up. There's a lot of, um, I guess there's a lot up in the air in the whole esport world at the moment, right? I mean, Zwift has had some huge changes, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, Mm, loving the platform yeah like I'd say... the new changes I'm like no it was really simple before we don't need to <laughs> yeah. change and change like things. have to scroll down and I'm like I know <laughs> I think like just even in general we came you know we had the pandemic esport and everything smart bikes all that whole industry went berserk like uh-huh. crazy and now everyone's loving being back with people and at events and out there. So I guess eSport now has to find where do they fit, right? And are they actually still growing? Where is this going? And I think that's kind of what we're seeing as with like, I'd be really interested and I I have no insight and tell as to what the season, you know, the eSport season will look coming up for your guys winter. Yeah, so it's funny because eSports is so streamlined online and every country, I would say has their seasons, right? So like all of us, like everybody that I bike with, we were all online together, yeah, right? Yeah. And now we're all outside together. And then in November, we'll be all back mm-hmm. online together. So I, you know, just expecting that they're gonna have seasons, yeah, just like every other and like your season's different from my season. Um, you know, so you'll have, is that, is that what you're talking about? Like, they're no, kind I of think, like, yeah, I think they're just trying to land it. What you expect they're going to have a lull. Yeah. At I some think point in Canada yeah, in the United States in certain parts, and then a high, you know, everybody gets back on, but I did notice that they, um, when I went to, um, so I shut off my, my, um, application my my membership which you can you can defer you can shut it down for the summer you they would only let me do it for two months I'm like oh you guys are getting smart now (laughs) yeah I (laughs) I can't just do it until I'm ready to come back on oh exactly I mean there's a lot going on Uh, this is going pretty you know big but globally I mean inflation interest rates all that stuff is kind of coming to hit right and what's Mm -hmm. the first thing you start to look at it's your discretionary spend so you know, what's it going to look like if people start going, actually, I don't need that smart trainer. Actually, I probably don't need Zwift Mm. or another platform. I'll just get on my bike and save that money. Um, So I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of, Mm. I mean, Wahoo merged with uh, RGT. Um, In my opinion, the best thing I could see going forward, this is just my opinion, is Zwift merging with a platform like Trainer Road. Um, 
Mm. Like we were talking about before with structured workouts, I think Zwift's got a bit of a blind spot there. Um, I don't think the workouts are, you know, amazing. And I think if you merged with something like a trainer road, you're sort of giving people what they would probably do all year, which is some structured workouts during the week. And then when they come into a season, you've got the social element. So I would love to see something like that, but who knows? So what, how, how different is trainer road to Swift? Cause I've never been on it. And I think trainer road has more like their virtual platform or their rides are, are realistic. No. So that's more like, no, that's Ruby Ruby and Sufferfest. Yeah. Trainer road has no, there's no avatars. So it's, Oh yeah, it's purely, um, so they've got adaptive training. They just have an extremely good workout platform. So basically you go on, And based on all your power profiles, all your past sort of exercise, your workouts, you go on. It's like, based on all of this history, we would suggest this workout today would be the best for you. So wow. it's very, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a, an online coach kind of scenario, right? So it's, I've got a couple of athletes who use it and I quite like it just for that very scientific approach to just jumping on and it's telling you this is probably the best thing you can do today with where you're wanting to go and where you're at oh that is really interesting i did not realize that i thought it was another i thought it was very similar to uh to swift no so there's no like social element which is why i would never just use it because it's purely just workouts um and then zwift is great for the social elements and the racing and the clubs and all of that yeah, so that's yeah. why i kind of see them working nicely together but hmm. yeah cool so what is your your agenda for okay well you're in the winter so i guess you're in the thick of online racing right now no not really no so like like you said the seasons the Zwift season is a northern hemisphere winter so there's not (laughs) there's like not a lot not a lot going on there's like there's no Zwift racing league there's not like Riot and Saris we're all on a a summer break even though I'm yeah yeah okay so Um, everybody's kind of like off the racing because I know some of the girls on on my team are still in there obviously there's still stuff going on oh there's still stuff it's just not to that you know degree so I'll go on like I raced yesterday but it was just a a fun little race that I did with no team it was just go and race a bit yeah you just jump Um, into like oh I've uh oh okay like in okay I'll jump yeah exactly right oh that's in 10 minutes like I'll do that um (laughs) but yeah so not a lot and on the Zwift side of things, other than I just go on there and keep fit and try and do some, my Canadian friends set me some pretty crazy workouts to try and go get and do and get the <laughs> one minute power up. So yeah, that's pretty fun. And then, yeah, kind of getting ready for doing some triathlons in the summer alongside the Zwift racing. Oh, very nice. So actually I want to go back and let's talk about the show you're doing with Nathan. Mm. Talk about that. Okay. This is kind of like since a it's going to be launched right? like this week. Yeah. Let's talk I know, about in like two days. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like everything with Nathan and I, it's sort of like <laughs> me messaging him on Discord. What do you think about a podcast live YouTube show? He's like, yeah, I'm in. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
it's um, fabulous damn <laughs> yeah, me sort of frantically then looking at like you know googling how do you upload a video and make it a podcast um yeah we just want to sort of talk I mean, we both you know what it's like when you love something you can talk about it for ages and mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of cool stuff going on in the community and we're both loving that the tour de france avec zwift for the fam is coming up soon i think that's just bloody awesome like i think that is the probably the one thing that i will has made me a hugely loyal customer of swift is the fact that they put money in for four years to support the tour de france and strata bianchi so that kind of um Nathan and I kind of got chatting about that. We want to talk through those kind of things. I love Swift <clears throat> fashion, like what the avatars look like. When I'm on a ride, I'm always like, how does that person look? Oh, that jersey's cool. Where'd they get that? So I want to talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I stuff, know. Where did they get fun. that? And I, yeah. apparently you have to participate and get yeah, some do of these some unlock like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've always been like that. <clears throat> Even when I watch the Tour de France, I'm like, what is the best kit out there? That one looks great. That looks terrible. I just love sort of looking at what I love about the Tour de France is how everything is just perfectly matched, right? From their mm. socks up to their helmets, like the green jersey, like it just everything looks amazing. So yeah, we'll talk a bit about that new tech. So um I mean, as a project, I built a computer. Um, oh yes, a couple I of saw months that ago. you were like revamping yeah. your pain cave. Yeah, so we, um, yeah, because I this is my sanctuary away from the like craziness of children, and so <laughs> we redid it all. So it's just nice and beautiful, and I love being down here. Um, and you as part like, of that, are you going to come up for supper? Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I'll be up in like a few hours. Ready. <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. Um, so as part of that, I was like, oh, I just, oh, I don't know. I felt like I'd sort of lost myself a bit in those, you know, those crazy days when you've got a newborn. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I just need a little project to just get my head back in the game. And so, I, yeah, I built this computer, which I love. Um, like literally yeah. built it? Yeah. Yeah. Built a pc so it was we'll talk a little bit about tech stuff um whoa yeah it was yeah i'd like to say it was easier than i thought but there were some parts that were quite hard <laughs> so it wasn't that easy what was um, the thing you got this massive hard drive so you could oh it's like it is built purely for zwift so it's in production so it's like so overpowered it's amazing oh yeah i must have took a bit of like research yeah I had like a I called him my PC Yoda it was a guy that I met on Zwift who yeah basically just said okay here's like everything you need and if you get into heaps of trouble just courier it like FedEx it to me and I'll build it and send it back so I knew (laughs) that there was like a parachute if it all went wrong that there would be someone who could fix it for me but no, I ended up doing it. it. Took about a week of nights just kind of going at it with a little head torch and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it oh, sounds like wow. such a wow. So this yeah. is a tower. This is like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full PC tower, and it's got the best part is it's got um all. I'm looking at it now. It's got like all different colors on like six fans, so it's all like flashing really oh, nice wow. colors. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't seen a tower in like decades. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Um, it's a piece of work. 
<laughs> yeah. And then Nathan will just, you know, he'll just bring his energy. We'll have guests on. So people from different teams talking about their communities. And when Zwift Race League is on, we'll sort of talk about, you know, what were some really cool tactics we saw, um, individual riders, like how they're going, a bit of a wrap up. So it's called the wrap. So it's kind of like a wrap up of like the oh, week. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The week of like esport or just all things kind of in that realm. So is it going to be once a week you're going to do it or yeah yeah we're going to aim get for it get on randomly or no it's, it'll be what is it cdt like thursdays 2 p.m cdt okay oh, yeah uh, CD, that's your time no no that's what's cdt that's uh oh, that's nathan's time central central time okay yeah, yeah. so nathan's in central uh, is he in central yeah i think so first? anyways yeah yeah so whatever that equates, it's not, I know it's like seven in the morning for me, so it's not too bad. Oh, well, you should get obviously a really good following for that. Cause like how many people are on Swift? Like, yeah, well, hopefully we're just doing it for a bit of fun, right? Bit of a way to catch up and chat and yeah, be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've, uh, might get some tips from you afterwards. I've uh, never done the podcasting tech side, but I'm assuming there's a lot of podcasts. I can't imagine it's too difficult well, to upload I mean, you've it got somewhere. The headset you got the the microphone you're already like really halfway there <laughs> and I was actually going to talk to Nathan about how he kind of does his production for like because he uses OBS and yeah. um just the movement but he's got like sounds like this big setup with cameras right and that's how he moves in and out of different spaces yeah um, yeah online. so I've got yeah I'm like looking at the moment I've got two p three pcs one laptop three screens and two tv screens in this room okay see I need to just move off of my laptop <laughs> but but this is not works, where I right? work out so like over there's my pain cave on the other nice. side of my basement the yeah. wall and that's where the TV is, the trainer is, the okay. table, yeah. the, the, and everything kind of like migrates over there. Cause you know, you need everything. Yeah. While yeah. You're, you need your yeah, exactly. TV, your iPad, your phone. You're like, I'm like, this is not cheap. People <laughs> like, I'm going to save money and, and get on Swift. I don't need to train with anybody. I'm like, mm, you think yeah, wait. <laughs> the membership is cheap. <laughs> Yeah. And then you get sucked into all this stuff. And, but I mean, some of the girls on my team, we all sent a photo to each other of what our pain cave was. I mean, one of them, she was in Hawaii at the time. She had just this old laptop set up in some outdoor situation running off a generator with animals everywhere. Then one of the girls is in a, an apartment. See, it doesn't need and, to be complicated. No, it doesn't. One's in an apartment in New York. <laughs> And it's like an iPad, not even in front of her, like an iPad on the side of her. I was like, how do you do this? Like you're looking to the side the whole time. So, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> my setup like my is way is too crazy. extreme. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Wow. Well, I know we could talk a lot because we were talking before about uh, adventure racing and figure comp competitions because we're... She, like Anna asked me those things, but we're going to wrap it up. And I, and I don't, 
having a hot slash. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. Why don't you're not 40 yet? You said you're. I'm right? 40 you're like, in like two months. Oh, you are? Oh. Yeah. Well, Anna, get ready for the 40s. Okay. Oh, no. You're already there. You're fit. You got your kids. Um, keep fit because when you turn 50, <laughs> no. I'm 51, and like the changes that are coming about are like out of my control and I just I'm like trying to navigate this oh but stay I always say like because I coach and work with women over 40 um because that is kind of the the decade that things like can go really well or really bad and you just want to keep your health up <laughs> Okay. It's like, I'll you wanted to be there when you hit the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this has been amazing. And I really look forward to your podcast with Nathan. Uh, and everybody go back into our my podcast and check out Nathan because he was just on it. Um, which was an amazing interview that oh, it lasted like an hour and a half. But yeah, uh, can talk. <laughs> Yeah, you can talk, but you know, um, I mean, I've, I've, your background is amazing and, um, I'd love to have you on here, like probably mid season, mm. uh, come, coming back, you know, and everything's rolling back again, we're all like online and you're on the premier, uh, <laughs> racing. Cause, uh, I just watched some of my teammates on there and we are all like, they're cheering everybody. It is really, it is really a cool community to be part of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the women are, sorry, I'll, I'll cut it. I know you want to wrap it up. The women are supportive online. I had this, during the pandemic, some of the in real life pro racers came and raced with us on Zwift. And the vibe was kind of funny. Like it, it's a bit different in real life. There's a bit more sort of um, knocking, knocking people down a little bit sometimes. And oh. uh, they ended up saying like, wow, the online community is unbelievably supportive so yeah you're not wrong it's um it's kind of a little bit unique in that sense yeah because um with even with our club like so so i race on a race team like a swift race team because i i wanted to find one and i wanted to be on one because i wanted to race again but also like i have a women's cycling club and so we set up week weekend events on swift so just like we're riding outside but we use um, instead of Discord, we do um, Facebook. We do a Facebook chat room, so we're all oh, yeah. live. Actually, so it's funny, right? You, so you either got your phone or your iPad, and you're live uh, on Facebook, chatting to each other, and then we're all together as avatars on <laughs> That's cool. on Swift, and and so and it's really cool because we can actually see each other too instead of just it's, hearing each other that's cool i i've kind of thought about doing that but man i race ugly like i i don't look yeah. pretty racing oh, no, we are not racing we are okay. riding okay so, nice. yeah racing's like you don't have time to talk you know you're like no. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah no not during racing but but like a saturday group ride right We're okay like, okay that's right so yeah yeah today? what are you doing tomorrow? oh i yeah. like that okay that's good yeah and then we're all tethered together so nobody can get dropped and cool. and so and and it's but it's nice because then you can like and through the pandemic we could actually 
you know, physically see each other and see how everybody's doing. So it's, it's nice to like, look at someone yeah, and, and just, uh, you know, and have that conversation. Um, and then we all, you know, after 90 minutes, we just sign off and, you know, it's just like, yeah, that's cool. That's a good way to do it. I like that. We hang out and have coffee. And, And then the other thing is some, if so, some of the girls who are not riding, can actually pop in and just sort of hang out and ah, just say hi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one time where one of the girls uh, organized a um, 150K ride. So there's like 12 of us who decided we we're going to do this. So we start at 7 30 in the morning. And they were like, yeah, you know, just pop in and support. So some people popped in at lunch and like, hey, how you doing? Or that's you know, actually like- cool. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to um actually I forgot one of the things I'm I'm gonna do this year is a ever try and beat the New Zealand Everesting record. So I, I assume you know what Everesting is. Yeah. I have yeah. not listened to that, but I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try and do the women's Everesting record of New Zealand. And I was like, man, Ooh. I wonder if there's a way to kind of like, just I'm doing it in real life. And I was like, I wonder if I could just like have my phone on, have Zwift going, have a bit of a like community doing it at the same time. So I might try and do that, merge the sort of real world and virtual world like you've done with your club. It'd be quite cool. Yeah, it was because um, I mean, I guess that's the only thing we we knew yeah. Like I, we weren't, we're not on discord and, or anything else. And because we have our Facebook group, we just made a Facebook event and then there was a chat room in it. So anybody could just sort of jump in from the the page and just say, Hey, nice. hey. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of cool that way. And it made it more personal. Yeah. Absolutely. Over, you know, texting. And I'm like, like I said, I don't understand how anybody could write and text at the same time and when I... you see people like you said like you can check <laughs> in right and be like are they okay they're looking like a little bit gaunt or are they yeah, kind of they look a little <laughs> bit sad you know they just sort of check in on people yeah so you're like everybody okay you yeah know? exactly <laughs> there have you drank enough <laughs> yeah yeah for sure. yeah you can almost do like that virtual well not that that actual check-in just like being a group ride leader How's yeah back there good yeah but all right well you've got lots of stuff going on and i'm now that i'm following you and i know (laughs) i feel sort of connected and uh yeah yeah. so so i just want to so where can everybody find you anna yeah i mean my i'm pretty rubbish on social media i've got to say but i am on that's okay (laughs) you got lots going on and it does man yeah it's (laughs) there's no themes or rhyme or reason on what i post so um if you want some real random um feeds going on uh i love it it's building a computer or pictures of my children or yeah all of in between um i think it's anna zwift racer on instagram is I think so. Is. Yeah, um, <laughs> you might know more than me. Yeah, uh, yeah there we go. Underscore um, Swift underscore Razor. That's it. Thank you. Exactly. There we go. Uh, if anyone actually watches uh, any esport, I'm on Twitch as well. Anna Swift. Okay. I think. I know. We're. I'm just going to keep it. Twitch. Yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot of girls on Twitch, like okay. that. They use Twitch. Yeah. Now I started, I'm like, what is this? 
And how can I use it? Like, is it just for pros? Could anybody? No, everyone. I think, and you've got a great, like, backstory. I think you'd be good. At, I mean, I'm pretty new to it. I've really only started in the last sort of couple of months. So it's, it seems to me, the person who'd answer this best is Nathan. Maybe we'll do one of our podcasts on what is Twitch because he'll answer it way better. Yeah. But to because... me, yeah, it, it looks very, I think it emerged out of gaming. You know, like people gaming, yes. and, yeah, which I don't yeah. do, but I think people then <clears throat> took it to Zwift as like a game. And so, yeah. And then people like today I had my ride on and I'm chatting to some dude who's commenting while I'm riding and we're talking about the Tour de France. And I don't know, I guess it's just a way to sort of showcase what you're doing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I was watching some of my teammates who are racing and they're live streaming so it's kind of like part of the contract like you have to live stream for mm. people to watch you and is that on twitch i guess so people can live stream anywhere they can live stream on facebook or youtube but i think twitch is like the dedicated gaming one right. i am probably the worst person to ask about it but um it seems like a bit of fun it was a good learning curve figure out what it is give it a try it does because i just downloaded and i'm like oh check this out a little bit closer and uh because there's actually a swift part of it yeah and so like you can yeah. click on now and you'll see all the people who are <clears throat> streaming i guess for racing especially with like premier division it would be quite fun to watch from their point of view and see like how do they sprint? How do they attack? How do they do this? Right? It would be like having <laughs> like, a camera you want your on... game face on there. Yeah, all the time, yeah. Right. <laughs> it would kind of be like having a camera on Walt Van Aert and having being able to see all his power data, what he's doing in the race at any time. I guess it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah, that was because I saw that you were uh, you're moving into that too. So. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can ask there. Cause I know like, yeah, there's so much around what yeah. people are doing there. I mean, that... are you on TikTok? That's one thing I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, Anna, it's just like one of those people like they're what they say is like, you have to be on every platform. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, shoot me in the, shoot me now. It's like yeah. I don't have any time to do anything else. If you want me on all these platforms, you know, <laughs> posting here, posting on LinkedIn, posting on Twitter, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, posting on TikTok. I'm like, oh, I just want yeah. to disappear sometime. I don't know about you, but no, I do. Like I said, I'm very random on Instagram, and it's probably the only thing I ever put anything on. Uh, and that's some good. Stuff yeah some stuff twitch i don't have twitter because i don't know it seems really toxic um and it's a different group yes yeah <laughs> and tiktok i'm like i just don't get it by the time i get it it'll be old news and there'll be something else so i think i'm just gonna let let it pass and yeah it's a way to you turn like 45 to get on tiktok <laughs> is it really it's the I older just, crowd it is, is it no it's like way. your grandma but it, it's so uh, funny but okay. it's so informative like if you want to learn things like yeah like dance moves or no global, no like like, like geopolitical like artist situations. stuff like okay. refurbishing for, like probably computer stuff okay. <laughs> you can find everything there that's business like people are like 
personal businesses, like entrepreneurial stuff. Like, and then you got all the other random crap. But yeah, okay. you know, it's it's kind of the opposite of Instagram. Like right. Instagram's like that beautiful, you know, beautiful people there. Everything's beautiful. TikTok, it's just like everybody else, and like <laughs> random. Maybe I need to go like it, You don't have to be like, you know, you, you just be yourself over there. Okay, that's God, where I'm so. I mean, I'm not yeah. a Luddite, but man, I am so not up with the uh, the social media. You don't so. need to be. <laughs> if you're doing really good, what you're doing, don't, <laughs> don't move. Just, just go get watch it. It's it's good entertainment okay. for like if you find some good people to follow. Um, but okay, yeah, I'll get a few laughs. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I mean it's just like scrolling through Instagram. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Anna. I've I've really, really enjoyed this, even though it was five in the morning and I know it's late at night. <laughs> thank for you. you. But <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, I hope our listeners enjoyed this and took some stuff away and started like, you know, looking into the swifting and um and just sharing, share this with someone who is athletic and a cyclist or an Ironman athlete, or if you're looking for a coach in New Zealand, <laughs> yeah. for Anna. Um, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.